0: its 27th year in january 2024. find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com next on news for the soul stariel astrology with Anne. Anne is a full-time professional astrologer who uses both western astrology and vedic astrology she has been practicing since 1993 and has a large international clientele that said She always welcomes new clients and engages with each individual on a deep, personal level. Call in today for your free readings with Ann, 646-595-4274. That's 646-595-4274. Please welcome Ann back to News for the Soul.
1: Hi, Ann. Do we have you on the board? Yep. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) We made it. Um, Just so you know that uh, the station in New York, their lines have been, our lines that weren't working on there for some time. So people are uh, not all, you know, back yet, realizing that we're (laughs) flowing and moving. And so the lines might be pretty slow today.
2: Just let me know. Okay,
1: that's
3: fine. I have um, a lot of interesting things to talk about. One was Ooh. good news I have today from a client, and this, this is just an example of how astrology can help your life. It's just amazing. This is an elderly couple who have been renting a house for about 15 years, and the landlord is now selling the house, and they can't afford to buy it, but they were trying to figure out some way to stay in the house. Maybe they can get somebody to help them buy it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I looked at their chart, and this was a Pluto situation. And Pluto is a planet that says, well, it's about the proverb, the only difference between a rut and a grave is how deep do you dig it. And when you have a Pluto experience, Pluto is saying, you are in a rut and you need to make changes. Now, that's, that's just a statement, but it comes with a big emotion. The big emotion is, but this is so important to me and this isn't fair and this isn't right and I've got to do something and I can't let this happen. And that's not just words. This comes with a real physical desperation feeling. And I looked at their chart and I said, you need to plan now and find another place to live. They had to be out in six weeks. And they said, well, we don't want to live. Well, today they called and they said, we took your advice. We looked. We found a place that's an apartment better than we have now in our house that costs less. And it has wonderful people in the apartment. And they were so excited. And I was so excited for them because what happens when you follow Pluto advice, you find something better. And not only do you find something better, you find something that helps you fulfill your dreams. So I was just excited about this good event in their life that started off to look like a disastrous event but wasn't because they followed the Pluto rule. So that was exciting. And we also have That's two a eclipses. We, yeah, yeah. And we have two eclipses coming up. And for people who are born in mid-October or mid-July, um, July-October, what's halfway through October? November in January, March, April, May. May. July, August. That's not right. August is February. September is March, April. April to April, mid-April until mid, let me start that sentence again. If you're born in mid-April or mid-October, this eclipse will affect you very personally. To everyone else, it depends on where it falls in their chart. But an eclipse, the first one is a lunar eclipse, which means it's a new moon where the sun and moon are together. And this has to do with letting go emotionally of something. It's an inner letting go. And boy, this theme today is letting go because the Pluto is a letting go story and and a lunar eclipse is a letting go story. This eclipse... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Wake up, Anne. Okay. Skip that. Look at the solar eclipse of April 8th. So this is... Early April, early October. This is what we're looking at. And what we're looking at is, again, letting go. It's a solar eclipse, so it's letting go of something in your outer world. And it's not just letting go. It's something that gets let go for you. And it's associated with the asteroid Chiron. And this, again, brings a little bit of emotion up with it. But again, Chiron is something that seems bad that actually delivers something good. And so it's an important eclipse, and it's, it's associated with a lot of energy to get things done. So if you're born in mid-April to mid-October, um, well, the first half of April to October, this eclipse is going to affect you personally. Eclipses are, now the April 8th eclipse is a total eclipse, and if you're in a, in a line somewhere between Upper Ohio and uh, south central Texas, you can see that solar eclipse on that day. And solar eclipses are dramatic eclipses that cause the, it's not just it gets a little dim in the sky like a partial eclipse, it gets dark. Yeah. The birds stop singing, the crickets, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a it spectacular cold eclipse. And it gets cold, the temperature drops like 10 degrees immediately. And, um, sounds like you've been to a real eclipse. Nicole, right?
1: I have, yeah. Uh, That last time it was in Oregon, I drove down and we broadcasted live during it. I have a recording somewhere, but it was so dramatic. I couldn't believe what a big deal it ended up being, you know? You'd think, oh, just go, you know, a little light behind the sun for a minute, but no, it's huge.
3: Yeah, I've never been to a total eclipse, and this is right in my neighborhood. All I have to do is drive about 15 miles west, and I'm in the middle of it, in the middle of the total darkness. So that's what I'll be doing in April. You have to go. Yes. I do. I know. I have to. I have to. It's a very big deal. So it's an important eclipse. And you know what? In, in that eclipse, not only do we have the sun and moon and Chiron at the same degree, but we also have Venus and Mercury in Aries. So this is a big eclipse. And Aries is a sign of action. It's a, it's a sign of how do I want it and what do I do to get it? So it's, it's a very me-oriented eclipse, and it's a very action-oriented eclipse. So this is going to speak about how do you change the actions you're taking because the actions you have been taking aren't working appropriately. So it's a, it's a big change-your-actions energy. And then we've got, just to help that along, we've got Jupiter, the sign of abundance and opportunities, right next to Uranus, which is a sign of sudden change. So this April eclipse, again, is going to create an opportunity for sudden changes that may not be entirely of your choosing. We can always work with astrology by knowing if the energy in the sky is demanding change and you resist it, change happens in ways that you may not like. But if change happens and you are ready and you say, okay, this is the change I'm going to make, this is the action change, this is the change that has to do with abundance and education, because Jupiter rules education, then the change works to your benefit. And I have another story about that, which is not—it's kind of a not nice story in some ways, but... <laughs> I had a client once, the first time I spoke with her, she said, oh, I've met this wonderful guy down at the mailbox, I just moved into this new apartment complex, and he's just wonderful, and I got his birthday, so my girlfriend said, ask you about this, so she called me and she asked me, and I looked at her chart and his chart, and I realized that there was something coming up, this was like a May May phone call, I realized there was something coming up in August, and in August, there were two planets, two difficult planets, Saturn and Pluto, for those of you who know the planets, which in two days, each of them made a station. Now, a stationary planet is when you're looking out in the sky and you see the planets moving from left to right through the sky, and then suddenly one of them slows down over a couple of days and stops and looks perfectly still for a day or two. And then it turns around and goes the other way. It's an optical illusion from where we are on Earth, but because it's where we are on Earth, it affects us. And so Saturn and Pluto were both stationing, and they were making an aspect to each other, so they were communicating with each other. And they were affecting the chart of this woman and this man, and it was a very dangerous connection. And I Mm. I said to her, and this is really not my job to tell people what to do, but I said, you need to move. You need to get out of the energy system where he lives. And she said, I just signed a contract for a two-year lease. And I said, well, the best thing to do is move. The second best thing is to avoid him at all costs. So she avoided him. She had a monitor that looked at the lobby, so she never went downstairs when she saw him down there. In August, I said, this is going to happen on August 14th or 15th of this year. Whatever bad thing is going to happen with this guy goes on dates. Well, I didn't hear from her in August, and I was a little worried. And I, you know, it's not my job to contact her. But in the meantime, I was worried. I've been an astrologer. I've been you know, practicing full time for about five years, and I loved it, and I still love it. But Pluto was going to cross my career point in my chart, and Pluto being a let go of something planet, I was really worried that something would happen and I wouldn't be able to do astrology anymore. And that was really, that was going to be in October. I just was building up a head of steam about this. And October came, that, time, that date in October came, and my garbage disposal backed up in the shower on the other side of the house. Well, Pluto also <laughs> rules garbage. So I thought, oh, no. wow! If this is the only thing that happens to me, that's great. I can just <laughs> solve this problem. And then she called me, and she told me that on August fifteenth, this man broke into her apartment, raped her, and oh. almost killed
1: her. Oh, oh my God! So I wasn't expecting
3: that. I, for yeah, for a while, I was going around feeling guilty because it was my midheaven, and that you know. She, but then I realized my midheaven is when she brought the problem to me, and she brought it to me because my, my career point was activated and she felt like she could talk to me about this, this deeply traumatic issue. It's, wow. it's, it's kind of interesting being an astrologer because you feel so connected, and she saved me from a horrible issue in October. But it was definitely a crisis for both of us, for her to share this for the first time and for me to work with her on what she needed to do next. And what she ended up doing is moving in with her mother for a little while. They were very close anyway. And she said that this created the best relationship she had ever had with her mother, which continues to this day. And that was back in 94. So, Wow. It, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to see and anticipate. And, you know, most of the time people can feel changes coming, I don't know what it is, or I'm worried about something and I don't know what it is, and um, I need to make changes maybe, and I don't know how or where or what would be the best thing to do. And for me, I can sometimes see events like I did with that person because the chart was just so obvious at that point. But most of the time you're looking at patterns, and you're looking at patterns that can be shifted or can be adjusted or patterns where you can take advantage of something or patterns where you can actually do a remedy. I remember one time I had a client who just did annual readings and I looked at her chart and there was a, the planet that has to do with water and floods or gas leaks or something like that. She lived up on Mount Shafta. So I wasn't thinking in terms of floods, but I did say, this planet is so tied up with your home that you need, and I gave it the dates, you need to be aware during this two-week period of possible gas leaks or flooding in your home. But there are remedies (laughs) you can do for it. And so the remedies were... Well, a Neptune remedy is a Thursday remedy, and it would be giving yellow flowers to somebody that you respect as a spiritual teacher. That I think that was the one I gave her. And she did those remedies, and on those, a monsoon hit Mount Shasta. She said everybody in the houses around her had major flooding inside their house, roof damage and flooding. And there was, you know, not just shingle replacement, roof fixing you because it was going down into the house. And oh, she God. said, we had one drip in one room. <laughs> there are actually remedies.
1: Wow. Which is just
3: an amazing. You know,
1: it's funny because usually we're taking calls and we're busy with that. We don't usually get to dive deeper into these stories, but these are amazing. I'm always floored by how specific your information is. Um, This is the first I think you've mentioned about remedies. Tell us more about what the heck that's all about.
3: You know, I I learned this from Vedic astrology. And Vedic astrology, most people when they think of Vedic remedies, they think of gemstones. But um, I had a, a wonderful Indian teacher and he said, be very careful with gemstones because they increase the strength of the planet for good or ill. And so if you wear a gemstone, you may get some good benefits, but you may get a bad benefit. The example he gave of that was a man who had come and he was wearing a giant yellow sapphire on his second finger, on his first finger. That's where you wear the yellow sapphire. And he said, I need to talk to you about my wife because she's losing her vision. And the astrologer looked at his chart and he said, well, the first thing you need to do is take off that sapphire because it, it, it negatively impacts your wife's vision." And he said, well, I put it on 10 years ago because an astrologer told me that it would definitely help my business and I had been struggling at the time. And I put it on and my business just went through the roof and it was wonderful. And his astrologer, my, my friend, my teacher said, yes, the good thing that, planet, that stone can do for you is improve your business. But in your chart, the other thing it can do is damage your wife's vision. So, so going back to uh, remedies in general, if somebody says, oh, you should wear this stone because you're a this and this sign, no, don't do that. I like stones. I experiment. I have good and bad results from it, but it's you know kind of a dangerous experiment. The best thing to do is remedies that have to do with um, prayers, and they don't have to be Hindu prayers or Vedic prayers, any kind of prayer having to do with the planet. In fact, I wrote a book which got a major Vedic astrologer said, this is a stunningly brilliant book. It was such a stunningly brilliant review. I just can't help but quote it. Quote it. <laughs> and the it book is called what? Vedic Secrets to Happiness, and it's on Amazon. Oh wow! And what it does is it talks about each of the energy systems, and I see planets as energy systems. And if you, if you ever go to the grocery store and you have a cart with a wheel that's not, that's not balanced right, and you're fighting the cart all the way through the grocery store, that's, you, you, you forget what's on your list. You, you can't concentrate on what you're trying to do because you're fighting the cart. That's kind of what having an out-of-balance planet in your chart does to you. It creates something that you've constantly got to watch this because you've got to overcome it, and you've constantly got to stay on that, and you can't pay attention to maybe some of the specific goals you have that week, month, or lifetime. And so this book asks you, if you're not an astrologer, this design for non-astrologers, it gives you questionnaires. And there's a scoring system because everybody wants scores. But you don't have to do that. You just read the questions for each energy system. And if they apply to you, it's like, wow, I recognize all those. That's the one to do. And some of them you'll read, well, that's not, I don't have anything to do with those issues. Then that's not the one for you. But you can score it if you want. And then it hmm. gives you all the remedies. And not all the remedies. There are thousands of remedies. But each each planet comes with, at least a dozen energies and a description of how you can even create more energies. So a Saturn energy system, Saturn is a planet that a lot of us have a little trouble with because it's about restrictions and discipline, and sometimes it's about self-discipline, sometimes it's about being disciplined, it's about following the rules and being part of the system not because the system is important, but because if you don't, you get in, in trouble, and that messes up your life. And Saturn remedies are on Saturday, and they are things that have to do with people who are isolated or old or homeless or imprisoned. And so one of the things, and the colors are dark colors, like dark blue or black,
1: you know, and, and you can give... I'm going yeah. to just jump in here and say, well, why didn't we put a pin in that? for a moment, because this subject is obviously vast, um, but the the board's yeah. filling up with callers, so um, my upstairs okay. team is yelling at me to get Yamba to call. Well, that's that's <laughs> what we're here for. That's what we're here for. All right. Okay. Let's do it. 831, you're going to be first. 570, you're next. Eight. Whoa. The whole board just moved on me. Okay. Now let's try that again. 831, 831, what's your first name? Where you calling in from? Yes. Yeah. Hi,
2: I'm Karen and I'm calling in from from Florida and I you know I I I love the Vedas and the ancient Indian teachings. So, it is vast, but it's also phenomenally fascinating. Thanks for the name of that book. Um, yes, thank you.
3: Sure. Thank you.
2: And what and what, what, Someone... what what were you saying about the Saturn energy is is that explained in her book?
3: It is explained in the book. Um, and what's the, the remedy for simple... that? The simplest remedy is to have a dark blue or black candle that you light on Saturday, and you surround it with pictures of old people, prisoners, people in hospitals, fences, because Saturn's about boundaries, fences and barriers, and blue stones. And you don't have to do all of those, but what you're trying to do is giving this energy system a little boost so it's not a wobbly wheel anymore. And one of the principles behind remedies is that you are giving honor to the planet. For example, in life, we have life and death. We can't say yeah. death is bad. It's part of the cycle. But if we give honor to it, we have a better relationship with it. And so when you give honor to planets, they treat what well, one of my teachers said Even Genghis Khan was nice to the guys who sucked up to them. So if you give honor to a difficult planet, it treats you with, in Saturn's case, respect. That's a a Saturn word. Um, A a little bit less easy thing would be to give to a homeless person dark-colored foods, like a chocolate bar or coffee or or, um, black beans Blue blue tortilla chips, so give something like that on Saturday to a homeless person. So those are the kinds of remedies that would be a Saturn remedy, and that would help build respect, build your self-discipline, build your orderliness into your life, and reduce depression, those kinds of things. Does that help, Karen?
2: Yes, hi. Yes, thank you.
3: Sure. Sure. Would you like to look at your chart? you want to look at your Indian chart?
2: Yes, I would
3: okay. we're gonna get your name and what's your birth date uh
2: five thirty fifty one and time of day you were born eastern time seven twenty three a m and the city and state Newport News, Virginia. Okay.
3: okay. Newport News. Okay. So we have Venus rising. You are a pretty lady. And you've got Jupiter in its own sign in the career point of your chart. So this, my guess would be, you have a career in education. Is that fair? Mm. Not quite, huh? Well, of 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 sorts, but not directly. Okay. Well, what what I'm looking at is Jupiter with the Moon in the tenth house of your chart, and the tenth house tends to be the career house. And I'm looking at those together, which is a very positive sign. It's very good for your career, and it's aspected by Saturn, which gives shape and discipline so that you can address your career from a, a disciplined point of view. It also looks like this career is a good income career for you because Moon rules a money house, and it's, with, it's up in your 10th house. It, um, it was decent.
2: Look- I'm not doing it anymore, but uh, okay, well, I'm looking yes. to do You're- something else because I, I am 72, but uh, yeah. you know that was that was then.
3: I am looking to do well, something. Well, right now that's you're in a Rahu Saturn. You're in a Rahu Saturn period right now. And okay. You we'll be
2: Rahu is in, in the dark side of the
3: moon, right? Rahu is the north node of the moon. Okay. okay. And you entered Rahu in um, 2017, and it's a long period. It'll last until 2035. And just for a little background. When I say you're in a period of, each part of our lives is controlled by one of the planets. So they take turns. And Lahu has to do with what's in your head. It's in Western astrology, there's the dragon's head and the dragon's tail. And that's what we're looking at is the head and the tail. And so the head has the mouth and the brain and the ears. But it doesn't have a heart and it doesn't have a gut and it doesn't have an elimination system. So when you're in Rahu, your brain is on a gerbil wheel. You're just going, 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 and you're trying a lot of different things. But all of these things you try are are interesting, they're fun, they excite you, but they don't really give... It's like you have a question, that, a big life question that you want answered, and it doesn't quite do that. It's not a bad planet. A lot of people who win... Oscars are in Rahu periods because Rahu gives you what your brain thinks you want. But when you, like, if you win an Oscar, it's a great prize and it's a great honor, and you've got a little statue, and your phone starts ringing off the hook, and most of those calls are just in your way. So it doesn't really give you what what they're looking for is self affirmation and self inner inner power, inner strength. And so you're looking, you're trying a lot of things. And this goes until 2035, so you've got another dozen years of it. It <laughs> tends to be a little bit <laughs> rattly, because you're, you're moving from one idea to another. So it, it's it's not a fun period to go through, unless you decide that being rattly is part of your your soul's process right now. It's I just got out of Rahu period a few years ago and during Rahu I was trying all sorts of different healing techniques and multiple astrological techniques and and I still know those things but I don't use them very often because they didn't solve the problems I was looking for they didn't they didn't ring that deep chord in me that says this is what I need to be doing for the rest of my life they were just interesting and they kind of went into my knowledge work So that Rahu period adds a lot to your knowledge workbook, and it's in the ninth house, so it tends to push you toward spiritual learning. Um, So it's it's pushing you in that direction. You'll learn a lot. You're going to gain a lot of information. You're going to gain a lot of different experiences, and right now you're in Rahu Saturn, which is An important period for making life changes. Um, Just by general, let me see if this goes in in different parts of your chart. Rahu. Yeah, Rahu Saturn in the career chart. This is a good time for you to be looking at a new alternate career because you've got a strong Saturn-Mars together in your career house. And that's the ability to have the energy and the discipline together to get something done. And Rahu is... Aspecting that, speaking to it, empowering it very directly. So you've got some good energy working there. Your sole indicator is Venus and it's in your first house. So if we look at this chart from Venus, that's in the third house. So it may be a career having to do with, and it's a Venus sign, a career having to do with communication. That makes sense to you. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, this is a very good and it's strong until mid October of next year, 2025. So this is yeah. this is a good period to get something like that off the ground.
2: Okay, good. That's 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 good to know. It's more like an avocation, and I did um, planned for a while to spend you know the latter years of my life, um, you know, with more spiritual time, and so uh, Rahu fits in with that, and I do Navagraha remedies. So. I'll just have to keep that up because I don't know. Rahu in the north node with Saturn
3: doesn't look um, well. Very, Rahu Saturn uh, not together frolicking. tend to make something happen. <laughs> they, they tend to make something happen. I don't know quite why that is. I know where Saturn and Mars make things happen because Mars is action, sometimes not very controlled action, and Saturn is control and discipline. So those are a yes. really good combination. But Rahu is rattly. And Saturn says limit your limit yourself limit yourself, and so does Saturn. So you tend to get a lot accomplished in Rahu Saturn. So that's yeah, that's excellent you're in, you're to
2: know. An, that's a, that's excellent to know. Do you have? Um, I missed the very beginning. Do you have contact information in the beginning of the show that I can go back and listen to and get? Well,
3: I I can give you contact information right now, and Nicole can give you the information for listening to the beginning of the show, my contact yeah. information is you can go to stariel, that's S-T-A-R-I-E-L, stariel.com, and that's my website, or you can email me, an-a-n-n-e, at stariel.com. And Nicole, you give her the um, address for archive, for the old shows?
1: Yeah, well, all the hosts and all the shows are all free at newsforthesoul.com. So that's the easiest thing to do as well. Okay. So there, you, right. go. Okay. there you go, Karen. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Anne. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sure.
1: Sure. Thanks for calling it's in. It's very, co- and, uh, very
2: comprehensive in- and an extensive,
1: so I understand this is Rain not so is easy.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another satisfied
1: yeah. customer. Let's go on to another line. I think I said five seven zero with net three zero. If you're lucky, you're in the wings. The five seven zero. What's your first name? Where you calling in Hi. Hi. Yes, yes. Hi. I'm calling in from Pennsylvania. Okay. Your first name? Kayla. K-A-Y-L-A. Okay. And I'm calling in from Pennsylvania. Okay. And let me get your birth date. October 1st, 1988. And my date of birth, or the time of birth was 10.01 AM. And the city you were born in? Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm looking at your Western chart right now.
3: And you are naturally a very powerful person. You've got the kind of power that if you walk into a room and want to make friends immediately, people back away from you. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. That's because you carry so much power, and the power you carry is the power of change. And people are afraid of change. But power has a funny way of acting. If you try to use your power on somebody by saying, oh, hi, my name is Kayla, they'll back away because they feel like you're using your power on them. But this power is a very private power. And this this is, this is why powerful people get people attracted to them. So if you stand in that room and say nothing, People will come up to you. In fact, I had a client who was struggling with this issue. And she called me and she said, East Coast, Jewish, and was invited to a wedding with a plus one and she didn't have a boyfriend. She says, I need to go to this wedding and I don't know anybody there and what do I do? And I said, you go and don't talk to anybody until they talk to you. She said, but that's so rude. Doesn't matter. Just do it. She called me when she got home and she said, I did it. And every man there introduced himself to me. <laughs> <laughs> so when you walk into a group situation, just stand there and take your power into yourself. And people will be attracted to that power. It's the Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton story. They'll be attracted to your power. And want to have a conversation with you. So that's the first thing about your chart. Another thing about your chart is you've got Saturn and Uranus right together in your second house. You believe in change, and change happens to you. And when it happens, it turns everything upside down because your moon is tied up with this too. So you don't have a life of boredom. You have a life of a lot of sudden changes. But with this Libra rising, You're the exact person who's going to say, but it's rude not to speak to anyone. It doesn't matter. If you speak to them, they feel overwhelmed, and that's more rude than not speaking, right? (laughs) Right. So that's the real key to your chart. You've got so much power, and you've got so much change innate in your chart, and people feel it. They will like you a lot if they feel like they're coming to you to get some of that stuff rubbing off on them. But if you come to them, they're thinking, oh, my God, she's... And it's not thinking because it's subconscious. But a subconscious reaction will be, oh, my God, she's going to turn my world upside down. I've got to get away.
1: Fair enough? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do we have another person here, Nicole? Oh, yeah, we do, we do, we do. i just uh, trying to make it back to the board here. <laughs> like, it uh, ended earlier than I thought you would. Okay, here we go. Seven, no, nope, six, six, three, oh, you're now live with Anne. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Hi, thank you for taking my call. My name is Dion, and I'm in North Carolina. Okay, and what's your birthday, Dion? December 5th,
3: 1973. Okay, do you know what time you were born? a.m. And what city? Oak Lawn, Illinois. Okay. This is our day for powerful circumstances. You have that powerful person indicator as well. Um, Yours is tied up with your moon, so you may have had a rather difficult relationship with your mother and um, yes. y- yeah, and you also you've got an interesting sun-Neptune combination in your third house. This has a couple of meanings. No astrological meaning is literal. Um, they're symbols, and so you can interpret kind of like you interpret a dream, stretch it out a bit. But the sun with Neptune is somebody who is very idealistic, and this is't a sign which has to do with exploration and and learning, and travel, and activities. And so you, you have a very idealistic view of the world. But this pattern can also be associated with addictions, or it can be a father who is either addictive or has a degenerative disease. So these are... Um, tell me a little bit about how those relate to your life. Um, so...
2: MY DAD HAD TYPE 2 DIABETES AND ALZHEIMER'S
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: I MEAN SOMETIMES I HAVE an, AN ADDICTIVE PERSONALITY BUT I'VE LEARNED TO TONE THAT DOWN um, AND THEN I FORGOT WHAT WAS THE OTHER ONE <laughs> I FORGOT ALREADY
3: um, WELL IT WAS THE OTHER WHETHER YOUR FATHER WELL you, YOUR FATHER had, HAD DEGENERATIVE DISEASES AND THE TENDENCY TOWARD ADDICTION you You have such a strong chart that you can overcome a lot. You also have a Saturn-Pluto connection, which is, Saturn is about authority, and it's at the very top of your chart, and Pluto is about power. So if you don't try to use your power, you can rise to a very serious position of authority by people giving it to you rather than you just going after it. Oh, that inter- so interesting. Yeah. It's, it's being confident of who you are, being confident that you can do whatever needs to be done, and you can take charge of situations. And you can take charge. You don't have to tell people what to do. You just take charge of the situation. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting chart. Let me look over at your Indian chart. I'm going to ask you to give me your data again because I have to enter it in a different program. So um, so we've got... December.
1: Sorry. Okay.
3: Yeah, December 5th.
1: 1973.
3: And the time was 10.01 a.m.?
1: 1.21 a.m.
3: 1.21. Okay, I'm going to check that and make sure I did that. And the other system too, one twenty one. Yeah, I got it right. Okay, and it was in Illinois. Illinois. Uh, Yep, Oak Lawn, Illinois. Okay. Ab, come on. Oak Lawn. Okay. And here we've got. I'm checking against the other one. Okay, so here we've got the Ascendant. Something is not looking right for me in this. Excuse me a minute. We've got Libra to be Virgo rising. And do we have Virgo rising? Yes, we do. Okay, we're we're fine. Um, And again, we've got Saturn in the career point of your chart. Very, very strong energy there. And it's energy that actually comes from experience early in your life, Whereas when you were very young, you may have had to take charge of situations or in past lives. But this is energy, this kind of disciplinary, um, organizational ability is very innate. It's very natural to you. Then we have in your chart Jupiter and Venus together in your fifth house. This kind of makes me chuckle because it's about being in love with love. So that can can show up (laughs) in a lot of... (laughs) Um, Yeah, and being in love with... Jupiter and Venus are the best planets of the chart. And Venus is very happy in this sign. Jupiter is not. So Jupiter in the Indian system is the teacher of the gods. And Venus is the teacher of the... Well, they call them demons, but they're not devils. They're just not very wise individuals. And Venus gives them everything they think they want until they say, well, you know, bling and money and love and booze and all that isn't very interesting anymore. I've got to learn something else. And then they go up to Jupiter. But when you put Jupiter and Venus together, there's a little bit of a war going on between the wisdom part and the fun part. And Jupiter expands things. So this is, I mean, you're somebody who Actually, they can be very prosperous men or women, but you are in love with love. It's, um, it makes me smile to look at it because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of grief, too. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Okay, and you're running right now the period of the sun, and the sun is in your third house, which has to do with communication. It has to do with siblings, too. So there may be something going on with siblings in your chart right now. It's not going to be very long. It's going to be September that you move into a moon period. Is your mother still alive?
1: No. um, Both my parents are deceased. I did not have a good relationship with my mom growing up,
3: and I
1: don't talk to any of my siblings.
3: Okay. Well, this moon period is going to bring two things into your life. One is going to bring a lot of changes, not big changes like Pluto does, but change. Moon, the moon is the fastest moving thing in the sky that we look at astrologically. And so when you're in a moon period, you go through lots of phases, and it's a, it's a short period. It's a 10-year period. So you'll go through a lot of changes in the 10 years starting in September of, of this year. And you you may get married. I don't know if this would be a lasting marriage because it's moon. And you also are probably going to be looking at let me see about
1: the money here.
3: Rahu and Saturn. Rahu and Saturn are your money planets. And Venus, I'll take back the prosperous men. not so prosperous as it looked like it was at first. Okay. The moon rules the 11th house, and that's about um, acquaintances, and it's about business associates, and it's about networks of friends rather than individual friends. So I really do think that there's a love relationship showing up here because the moon is um, in a relationship house and it's being aspected by Jupiter and Venus. So you could actually have a number of relationships during that 10-year moon period, and one or more may be very serious. So That's
2: there, good. There's, a,
3: there's a quick overview. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, did you say anything there. about finances? <laughs> about finances? Okay, let me look. We're in, right now you're in Sun Venus. Venus is the second lord. It's, the Venus is, the second house is a money house, and Venus is a very good money planet, and it's in a money house. But Venus in your chart is weak, giving you money, so you'll be okay financially during Sun Venus. You enter Moon in twenty in September, um, September eighteenth. So before September, it's like you have enough money. Um, you think you're getting money, but the minute it comes, there's something big. You know, like your car needs repair, or something takes it away. Um, but when you move into the Moon period, that's eleventh house, and it lives. That's going to be better money period for you, so that ten year period is going to be somewhat better. Let me look at the eight money coming from other people.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank you, thank you so much. Your I really enjoyed your reading. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Happy to do it. All right, and I, I think we have news for uh, the soul. dot com. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Everybody there. Okay, good. <laughs> we're all still here. And it's uh, five minutes to the top, and I know we're always rushed to the end, and we kind of squeak in some very brief, shameless self-promotion, but I'd love to give okay. you some extra time today so you can remind people about that book. That book sounds amazing. And then any, anything else you've got going on?
3: Okay. Um, yeah, the book, the book is for non-astrologers, and it lets you look at nine different areas of your life, and answer questions about those areas of your life. They're questions like, do you have trouble with authority figures? Or, oh gosh, they're just questions like that. And the more questions that you answer for each planet makes that planet more important to do a remedy. The, the questions are designed to find areas of your life that reduce happiness so that you can correct them and increase your happiness. And when you find the right planets to do remedies for, there are lots of different remedies in the book. And some of them have to do with foods. Some of them have to do with lighting candles. Some of them have to do with giving gifts or arranging patterns on your front porch. There are just lots of different remedies. The key is to do with the remedies for a minimum of nine weeks on the day that that remedy needs to be done. And all of that's outlined. And I mean, I have I have another client who told me that she believes that doing the remedies for her problem literally saved her life. I look at her and think I don't know if that's true, but she absolutely believes that. So um, it's it's profound, the, and it's wow. so impossible to explain. It just I think it's basically the same principles of ancient um, Wicca traditions. Because it has mm. to do with how do we use the energies on on the physical plane to affect our spiritual happiness. And that's basically what Wicca does. It deals with the elements on earth, and this is dealing with colors and, and the types of people to give to and what is a good thing to give in their, their charts that say, they come with a thing that says, if you want other remedies, you can look at these charts, and if it says, the animal is, and I'm making this up, a zebra, and the flower is a daffodil, you could give daffodils to zebras, and that would be a remedy. (laughs) So, So you can make up your own remedies based on what are the animals, what are the plants, what are the colors. And if you give one to the other, now if you give, for Saturn driftwood to a homeless person, that's not going to do them any good, so I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't so, know what they would think of that anyway. <laughs> it's right. It's like, what, what are you doing? Are you gotta hit me with it? <laughs> yeah, <right>? So
3: <laughs> it's it's a, it's based on my own experience and I experimented with these remedies in my own life before I was before I was just shocked to discover that they work there are a lot of ceremonial remedies that one can do. And when I first studied it, there were no inexpensive ceremonies. And it was like, oh, the simplest thing you could do is going to cost me $10,000. Since money is my problem, $10,000 is not going to help. (laughs) So (laughs) now, then I did more studying and I found out there were lots of things that don't involve money at all. They don't involve money at all. So, um, and you can always ask, now, the kinds of remedies that you get from the book and from answering questions are absolutely accurate, but they're not necessarily the same as what I would see looking at your chart because if I'm looking at your chart, I'll be looking at what's going on in the sky and what's happening in other parts of your chart. But it's, as a general thing, it's, it's incredibly accurate.
1: Wow. Well, it was very eye-opening today. I'm so glad that we had that time to, uh, you know, do a deeper dive. Yeah, get started, Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Always perfect. Always great. I'm so glad that you're here and a part of News for the Soul, Anne. Um, we've got you all linked up. News for the Soul dot com and website is Stariel S T A R I E L dot com. And she's back next month. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Anne. It's great to talk with you, Nicole. <laughs> Awesome, uh, as always, love it. All right, we'll see you next month, and we're back with another three hours of something or other right after this quick reset break. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show.